Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not better talk. And I knew this day would come. I knew this day would come when I got an email from YouTube telling me that we have violated their community standards, their community guidelines, and that some content has been removed. Um, we're not banned yet from, from YouTube, but the day is coming, my friends. They say this, our team has reviewed your content, and unfortunately, we think it violates our spam deceptive practices and scams scams policy. (laughs) Oh, I just, it's, it's hilarious to me. We've removed the following content from YouTube. It's a video. The title was, Congress Accepts the Electors with Pence Presiding. We know that this might be disappointing. I mean, I think it's ridiculous, but nonetheless, they know it might be disappointing they write, but it's important to us that YouTube is a safe place for all. (laughs) If content breaks our rules, we remove it. If you think we've made a mistake, you can appeal and we'll take another look. Mm -hmm. Keep reading for more details how your content violated the policy, content that advances false claims that widespread fraud errors or glitches change the outcome of the U.S. 2020 presidential election is not allowed on YouTube. You know, when we talked about that, I never once, I never once said that um, I definitively knew what happened. I simply pointed out and said that these things were problematic. I said that these things needed to be investigated. I said that of the thousands of depositions, or excuse me, affidavits, I should say, that someone should pay attention to what's being said. I, I even remember saying maybe it's not a, enough votes to make a difference, but to say there were no voter, legitimate voter fraud claims in, in 2020 of the election is, is preposterous. It really is. It's preposterous, and there were reasons why people like Josh Hawley, who's now there's a hashtag trending on Twitter talking about social media, Hawley hates America. There's a hashtag trending there um, because he questions some of these electors. I mean, these states had their representatives looking into these claims. Now, nothing was done, although there are things that are happening now. Saw some action in Georgia, some action in uh, Maricopa County, Arizona. I don't want to get into that, but nonetheless, I just want to share that off the top. Welcome to the program. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com is that email address. You can email me your thoughts, opinions, questions, comments, adoration, and praise. All I can say is make it count. Make it count, folks, because I do read those, and it is good to be here this morning. I want to start, I want to start with. Um, Romney, I want to start with Trump, CPAC, Romney, Liz Cheney, 
maybe Adam Kinzinger as well. But I want to talk about this, where we, where we are with the Republican Party. The Republican Party at the moment, at the moment has no, I'm going to say this and some of you are going to disagree, but let me finish. Let me finish the full thought. The, the Republican Party currently has no leader, and I say that because Trump is currently – he's you know gone down to Mar-a-Lago and is kind of laying low, as, as low as President Trump can, can lie anyway. So – but there's no one else who has, has filled the gap. There have been people who have shown promise of leadership, and there's a, there's a, a battle for who's going to be in – the driver's seat, so to speak, who's the one or the groups, uh, the, the couple of individuals who are going to be really the influential voices in the Republican Party. And you have two factions of the Republican Party. You have the minority portion, and I'm not talking about any superficial characteristic or anything like that, any way that the left likes to break us down and to segment, uh, segment us into groups, just simply the fewer, the, the folks with fewer followers or the, or the folks like Mitt Romney the folks like Adam Kinzinger, the folks like Liz Cheney, the folks like uh, Mitch McConnell. So you have that wing of the Republican Party, which in my estimation is – it's good that that wing is very small. In fact, Romney was asked about this and Trump leading the party. In fact, Romney was asked – Romney was asked about who the party's uh, – well, Trump's role in you know, moving forward – talking about the nominee in 2024, Romney's out there saying it's going to be President Donald J. Trump. Well, who wins the party's nomination if he decides to run as things stand right now? Well, that's the most terrifying words that someone in the establishment wing of the Republican Party can hear uttered. Donald J. Trump running for a second term in 2024. You know, some of these never-Trumpers may have won—I don't know if they've thought this through. Of course, the never-Trumpers led by the Lincoln Project. Lincoln Project, I mean, between the allegations there and all that disaster, it, it is remarkable. It is remarkable to me how they tried to climb upon their high horse and lecture those of us Republicans who voted for Trump. They lectured us. They tried to shame us. They tried to guilt us. They tried to— Make us feel humiliated. Meanwhile, that organization, as it was allegedly being run, um, was an absolute train wreck, a disaster, an embarrassment, a disgrace of an organization. Anyway, Mitt Romney, being interviewed here, um, talks about this. This is is this New York Times. Yeah, the New York Times Deal Book is the name of this. Whatever the world that's supposed to mean. But Romney's being asked about this, the direction of the Republican Party, Trump's role, that sort of thing. And they have uh, – he has this to say about Trump and Trump 2024. Here it is. Will, will President Trump continue to play a role in my party? I, I'm sure he will. He, he has by far the largest voice and a big impact in my party. I don't know about his family members, whether they intend to do that. But, but I expect he will continue playing a role. I don't know if he'll run in 2024 or not, but if he does – uh, I, I'm pretty sure he will win the nomination. Uh, you think I, he would win the nomination? Oh, I think he'd win the nomination if he runs. I mean, a lot can happen between now and 2024. So, uh, and I'm not great at predicting. I, I'm a, I subscribe to Yogi Berra's philosophy in that regard. He said, I don't like, uh, I don't like predicting, uh, particularly if the future's involved. So I, I, uh, 
I, I don't really know what will happen there, but I, I, I look at the polls and the polls show that among the names being floated as potential contenders in 2024, if you put President Trump in there among Republicans, he wins in a landslide. Would you campaign against him? Uh, I, I would uh, yes. uh, not be voting for President Trump again. I haven't voted for him in the past, uh, and I would probably be getting behind somebody who I thought uh, more represented the tiny wing of the Republican Party that I represent. The tiny wing of the Republican Party that he represents. They know this. Romney knows this. Liz Cheney knows this. Adam Kinzinger miscalculated this. Kinzinger going after Josh Hawley in the days and weeks after the climate or the excuse me the the capital riots saying that Hawley is just positioning himself to run for president meanwhile i think that maybe that's what kinzinger was trying to do made a massive miscalculation as to the number of trump supporters that there that there actually are out there that are not happy with the direction of the republican party that wants nothing to do with President Donald J. Trump. And this is a real problem for the for the Republican Party. This is not going away. This is not going away at all. There is no fast way out of this for the Republican Party. The leadership, they know this. They see the polls. While they might be weak and ineffective, they are not stupid. And they know that Trump is a force to be reckoned with. And the reason Trump is in the headlines, you got to think about this. The, the most, the, the, the speech or the, you know, the, well, the speech, the ideas, the performance, whatever you want to say here, that most people are talking about more than anything else heading into this weekend as it pertains to politics is Trump's speech at CPAC. Trump's speech at CPAC over the weekend. It's going to happen on Sunday. It's going to, be the one of the the final things, maybe the final thing um, of C, uh, CPAC, President Trump speaking there. And so this is, <laughs> this is uh, not going away. You know something else I've noticed? Take a look. Do you still see, and it probably depends upon where you live in the country or the state or whatever, but do you still see Trump flags? I do. I don't think these flags are going away. In fact, I think folks are ordering new flags. I think I've seen Trump 2024 flags already. Eyes, have we seen? Have you seen that? Trump 2024 flags? I think I've She says no. I think I've seen them. Maybe I'm just imagining it. But Trump 2024 flags, I think, are going to be flying maybe now, and if not now, probably right after the CPAC speech. And people, even if they don't buy the new ones, they're still flying Flying their old ones. Make America great again. Trump flag. Trump sign. I mean, this this is a movement that is not, it is not going away. Much to the dismay of, of many, many elected Republicans. Now, some of them, some of them do the focus groups and the data, you know, they study the data and the surveys and so forth. They have internal data as well. And so they know not to go after Trump, but behind closed doors, a lot of these folks, even even some of those or perhaps even many of those who support Trump, um, at least from the appearance of things, they support Trump. They don't like this. They don't like the direction, the power that President Trump has has over the party. And so, in fact, 
according to Axios, according to Axios here, this Trump speech, this is the scoop, according to Axios, Trump to claim total control of GOP. That, that is the, the tease of what this speech over the weekend is going to be about. Is there, has there ever been anyone better at the art of teasing something than President Trump? I mean, it is a remarkable thing to watch. So again, this, the headline here, Scoop, uh, in Axios, this is from a couple days ago. Scoop, Trump to claim total control of the GOP. So this is all percolating here. Trump has been lying low by and large here for the past five weeks or so. He's preparing to make his speech at CPAC. Republican leaders, and I've got a quote or a, a soundbite to play. McCarthy likes the idea of Trump being involved, and of course, Liz Cheney does not, although she said it's CPAC's decision, which kudos to her for recognizing that. But you've got this is I'm this is the calm before the storm. And we've got 2022 which is really not that far away, campaigning for some of these key Senate positions, some of these House positions that are open uh, that are going to be running here in the, the 2022 midterms. President Trump has already indicated he's going to be trying to bring in some people who are really not part of the establishment that are, you know, make America great again types in his estimation. And that's going to happen. And Romney thinks if Trump runs for president in 2024, right now he would win in a landslide. And he's right. Now we'll see what happens in the next three years or whatever, the next couple of years. But this is all shaping up to be a nightmare scenario. Nightmare scenario for the Never Trumpers. It makes you wonder, too. It makes you wonder if they really thought this through. Right, I mean, if for those never Trumpers that opposed Trump for twenty twenty, now I'm not saying he's he's going to run in twenty twenty four, but there's certainly the possibility of that. Do they really? Did they really think that this was just going to go away? What did they think was going to happen? I don't know. It makes me makes me wonder sometimes how much forethought they they put into this. Now we've got Biden out there. We've got the Equality Act. We've got. COVID packages left and right. In fact, there's another COVID package even after the one that they're talking about now. According to reports, there's another one locked and loaded, ready to go as well. We've got immigration disaster. We've got foreign policy disasters. We've got the Iran nuke deal being remade, which that was a disaster. we got socialism being pressed upon the American people in lots of ways. We've got conservatives being silenced on social media and folks just didn't want to have a donald j trump i don't think they realized the scope the depth who we're really up against politically and ideologically in this country and i gotta take a break when i come back i want to play the soundbite liz cheney kevin mccarthy i want to talk about trump's speech and the scoop that axios has on it trump apparently going to claim he has total control of the republican party And we'll get to that on the other side of the break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute.
Welcome back. By the way, I need to advise you, as per my vast team of attorneys here, that listening to this program may in fact cause you to lean to the right, use special caution while operating heavy machinery or even your vehicle today. That is a public service announcement that I am required according to my attorneys, to read on a regular basis. So be safe out there this morning. By the way, this program is brought to you in part by our friends at Gatekeeper Services. Gatekeeper Services in the central Indiana area. Now, if you listen on the podcast and you're in another state, Gatekeeper Services is is local to this market. So keep that in mind. This is uh, for our radio audience. But if you're in need of some help with a Uh, With residential or commercial motorized gates, I ask that you take a consideration of working with Gatekeeper Services. They offer affordable gate services for residential and commercial motorized units. They're veteran-owned, have over 50 years of experience. Call them, 317-714-4061, 317-714-4061, Gatekeeper Services services. So before the break, I alluded to um, a couple of things here. Again, we're talking about the Republican Party. We're talking about Trump's CPAC speech. We're talking about the fear that the establishment wing of the Republican Party has with Trump at the helm. And you know, there's we don't have a leader outside of Trump really in the Republican Party right now. If, if we do, I'd like to hear who that is because I don't know. I don't know who it is. So yesterday, yesterday, Kevin McCarthy, um, with the press conference here, was asked about Trump speaking at CPAC. Liz Cheney was also standing up there. She was asked about that, and I want you to hear this response from the two of them. Trump should be speaking at CPAC this weekend? Yes, he should. Congresswoman Cheney? Uh, that's up to CPAC. I've, I've been clear in my views about uh, President Trump and, and the extent to which following, the extent to which following January 6th, uh, I, don't, I don't believe that he should be playing a role in the future of the party or the country. On that high note? <laughs> yeah, so Kevin McCarthy trying to make light of this, but Liz Cheney doesn't – she said that CPAC's decision as to whether or not Trump speaks at their CPAC meeting this weekend. McCarthy says absolutely he should be he should be speaking. Did you see, by the way, I think – I don't know if I've talked about this on here or not, but it's nearly half of Republicans would go and consider forming or joining a third party led by Donald J. Trump. These are terrifying numbers. You just think about this. You you think about the history of the Republican Party, of the two major political parties in this in this country today. And you think about how impossible it is to envision them cracking or I mean they constantly evolve in the sense of what they push for. The, the, for example, the Democrat Party is not the party of John F. Kennedy. It is nowhere near that. In fact, Kennedy wouldn't even remotely recognize his party today and what uh, what they are standing for, what they are doing. But 
it's hard to imagine <clears throat> they're not being a Republican or a Democrat party. And and to think how deeply some of these traditions run for people who consider themselves Republicans or Democrats. Some folks are just that way because that's how their parents were. I mean, I'm talking folks who are, you know, even even more seasoned citizens, people in their 70s and 80s even. Some folks are going to vote or have voted Democrat or or Republican because that's how they were raised decades ago. This goes down almost like uh, passing along a family heirloom. And to think that Trump can come in after four years, after four years of what he did in Washington, D.C., and turn this effectively on its head to where nearly half – I don't have the number exactly in front of me, but I remember from the headline it was almost almost half – of Republicans would at least consider following Trump to a third party. And that is terrifying for the left. Now, it's also terrifying for the Trump supporters because, you know, there's there's not enough to, to completely eradicate this love affair the Republican Party has with kind of liberalism light – in some circles, in the establishment circles, but nonetheless, it's quite uh, it's quite a remarkable feat to get to get this far and to have this much power and to have this much influence in such a relatively short period of time. Now, I told you how Axios is kind of saying that the scoop of, of Trump's CPAC speech is going to be. Uh, to declare his total control of the Republican Party. The Hill, on the other hand, says that Trump is to attack Biden in the CPAC speech. Perhaps he's going to do both of these things. I can't, I can't imagine him not going after Biden. I don't know if he'll say he has total control over the Republican Party or not, but that's what Axios is, is reporting, and take that for what it's worth. But here the Hill.com says this, former President Trump will use his Sunday speech at the annual conservative political action conference, that is CPAC, to attack his successor, President Biden, and tease a potential 2024 White House bid, a person w- uh, familiar with the speech confirmed to the Hill on Wednesday. My goodness, he's going to attack his predecessor. Who would have thought the audacity of President Trump? That's not supposed to happen. YouTube, where are you on this? Can you make sure that Trump – none of these words are heard on your platform? I'm sure they're hate speech. I'm sure that they are designed to incite a riot and an insurrection. I'm sure according to your logic and so forth, that's exactly what's happening here. Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, Twitter, where are you? Can you prevent this from being heard? People cannot hear. We must shut down and silence this free speech, especially if one is – Criticizing, criticizing. Can you imagine a nation that allows criticism of its commander in chief? The audacity of President Trump to do this. This is how the this is how the media and the Democrats act. I can't believe I can't believe this guy's criticizing. Who does this guy think he is? This has to be an act of rebellion. This has to be a seditious act. This has to be a treasonous act. This cannot be. This cannot be. Just simple, free political speech. Our country has never, ever spoken of its presidents the way that Trump's about to speak of Biden. And that's the way they act, seemingly forget, forgetting 
five weeks ago, four or five weeks ago, which marked the official end of uh, Trump's presidency, when they, what they say, 93%, I think, was typically the average when the Brett Bozell's group, uh, Media Research Council, would do the study. 93%, I believe it was, on average, of media coverage of Trump was negative. Now they act as though that this is completely unheard of. This can't be allowed to happen. Trump is, again, trying to incite an insurrection here. So we'll see what he says over the weekend, and we will certainly talk about it. But this is going to be the first time since Trump left office that we're going to see this is the beginning, and this is just the beginning, of Trump taking on the establishment, if you will, of the Republican Party. And it's... uh, it's a necessary thing, and I think it's great, and I'm looking forward to it. And I've got to take a break here. Got to take a break. We'll come back, continue our conversation. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. So let's talk a little bit about what's happening, I guess, ideologically in this nation since the Democrats have taken over. We've got this legislation that's being uh, pushed pretty pretty strongly by the Democrats, this Equality Act. Who can who can oppose? The Equality Act. It sounds it sounds right. I mean, I if you're against the Equality Act, then I guess it stands to reason you're in favor of inequalities, right? I mean, that's the way that this is this is done. The Heritage Foundation here, which I, I encourage you to check out from time to time, uh, the Heritage Foundation, heritage.org. Um, they do they do some good work. They have some. Uh, conservative thought leaders and you know policy analysts and that sort of thing. We even from time to time had guests from Heritage on this program. In fact, I probably need to look into doing that. We just don't do a lot of guests. But anyway, Heritage Foundation, um, they have just released as of last night 11 myths about H.R. 5. That is the Equality Act of 2021. This is the summary of what they say about the Equality Act. The proposed Equality Act of 2021, which is H.R. 5, which is a House bill, would make mainstream beliefs about marriage, biological facts, about sex differences, and many sincerely held beliefs punishable under the law. The Equality Act Act makes discrimination the law of the land by forcing Americans to confirm, excuse me, conform to government-mandated beliefs under the threat of life-ruining financial and criminal penalties. Presented as a bill with common sense and decent protections against discrimination, H.R. 5 is anything but. The Equality Act politicizes medicine and education and demolishes existing civil rights and constitutional freedoms. Now, Let me be the first to say – well, not the first. Let me say this clearly at the beginning. I – one of the the problems – and this this is why a lot of people shy away from 
being outspoken conservatives because of what happens with things like this. Well, for starters, we're called racists and homophobes and anti-trans and anti-that people. And it's painted as though we hate anyone who's different from us. Right? I mean, this is how it's done. And they've the left has become masters of this. They're a mile wide, but they're an inch deep. It's the attacks are all superficial. There's nothing to their claim. In fact, did you see this school? The school that sent out a I think a school wide email for a student that was for Black History Month was writing or doing a report on Candace Owens. This was considered to be an abomination and nothing but uh, this, this was inexcusable and, and unacceptable to do something to honor uh, Candace Owens during Black History Month. The email went out to the entire school, <laughs> the entire school district. It's not funny. I mean, this, th- these are the realities that students and people who, st- who stand up for conservative principles, no matter where they are in the workplace, especially if you're in corporate America – or if you're a politician in Washington, D.C., this is, I mean, this is what you've got to be prepared to deal with. And people don't want to do that. Look, I don't have any qualms with a human being. I mean, I have things that I disagree with people on, right? I mean, I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman, right? I, I believe that. But I believe also that every one of us is created in the image of God and that all of us, are equal in the sense, talk about equality in his eyes. We all need him just as much. We all need forgiveness. Every person, every person has done things he or she shouldn't have done. Nobody's perfect. And so when you, the, the thing is that they make it look as though if you stand to say, say I'm in favor of, of traditional marriage, they'll say, oh, so you hate people who are of the same sex and get married. Oh, you hate that person. You want to violate their their civil rights and so forth. That's how this goes, and it puts conservatives on the defensive. You're against the Equality Act. Oh, that's because you're racist. This only proves to uh, this only serves to prove just how racist and bigoted you really are. That is how this is done. And so, but the Heritage Foundation is has a nice little again. There's eleven myths here. I'm not going to go through all of them. In fact, I'll probably have pedals a little bit later today, post this on social and on our website. I got to say it's going to be on our website because I have no idea when social media is going to take us down. YouTube's already hit us. By the way, I mentioned at the beginning, YouTube, if you listen on YouTube, follow us somewhere else because it's, it is the days are numbered before you're not going to be able to follow us on YouTube. We've already gotten the first notice and I'm guessing they're going backwards through their content. And once they see that I talked about the election for basically six or eight weeks between election day and inauguration day, um, they're not going to be down with that at all. So download the podcast, The Todd Huff Show, or uh, follow us. Sign up for our email newsletter. That's probably the be- the best way. You'll have direct contact with us. ToddHuffShow.com slash subscribe. But YouTube, if you're listening there, be prepared for our channel to vanish. Anyway, I want to get back to these myths about the Equality Act. After the break, I'll just touch on a couple of these, and then we'll post the rest of these on our website later today and 
on social media as well. So sit tight. Be back here in just a minute. By the way, this program is brought to you in part by our friends at Greg Hubler Chevrolet. Greg Hubler Chevrolet in uh, Greg Huber Chevy in Camby. Just a little bit south of Indianapolis down Kentucky Avenue, State Road 67. Has been a advertiser on this program for some time. Greg's a great guy. Great guy. Um takes good care of his customers, and I'm pleased to have them on the program. If you're looking for a new car, I Ask that you consider shopping Greg Hubler Chevy. You can find out more information by visiting them online or visiting their lot in person in Canby. GregHublerChevy.com. That's GregHublerChevy.com. So before the break, talking about the Equality Act, talking about H.R. 5, the Equality Act, talking about this piece from Heritage that identifies some of the, the myths. There's 11 myths here. I'm just going to look at one or two here. Myth one, the Equality Act simply punishes discrimination against people who identify as gay or transgender. Right? That is that is the myth, Heritage the Heritage Foundation says. There's a lot more to this than just saying be nice to people. Don't discriminate. Don't, uh, don't hate people. Let's stop allowing uh, businesses to, you know, to, to use their bigotry against uh, gay and transgendered people, let's 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 put an end to that. Let's let's stop that. Let's make it like race and sex or a gender would be. Well, um, this is what Heritage says. The facts are this: the Equality Act introduced as HR five in the House of Representatives in on February eighteenth, twenty twenty one, just about a week ago makes mainstream beliefs about marriage as well as basic biological facts about sex differences punishable under the law. Punishable under the law if you don't believe what this piece of legislation says. That's much different than saying to be nice to people and don't discriminate people based upon their gender if they or their sexual orientation or if they're transgendered. Every person should be treated with dignity and respect, and no one should face discrimination. That's what Heritage says here. And that's a clear, I mean, very clear, obvious thing for any fair-minded American. But the Equality Act, they continue, makes discrimination the law of the land by forcing Americans to conform to government-mandated beliefs under threat of life-ruining financial and criminal penalties. The 1964 Civil Rights Act outlawed state-sanctioned discrimination that caused systematic economic and material harm to black Americans. The Equality Act is different. It forces every American to agree with controversial government-imposed ideology on sexuality and to be treated as an outlaw. The Equality Act demolishes existing civil rights and constitutional freedoms. Basically, the, the, the law, the way that it's written and broken down by the Heritage Foundation, says that you have to agree with what government says about sexuality and 
uh, and marriage. You can no longer believe. And you think about the repercussions of this. You know, many of you are Christian and yeah, you might go to a, a church that is would be deemed conservative or you know traditional in the sense of its interpretation of Scripture. Um, and the idea that your church would have to engage in same-sex marriages to allow those to happen in your facility, even though your uh, your beliefs, even though the Bible clearly explains marriage as, as between man and woman, you would be that we're leading down that path. I'm not saying this act would necessarily say that, but it does begin the process of saying you have to your your opinion must conform, your viewpoint must conform with that of the federal government. The founders, I think, would shiver at the thought of some of these things. Now, there's 10 other myths, which you're going to have to read on our website a little bit later. But I I just – this stuff's important. This is what's going on in the background. We've got got a reparations bill as well that is being debated and talked about in Congress. Reparations, something that the Biden administration is ready to look into as well. So timeout is necessary. Sit tight. Be back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Did you see Governor Cuomo? I got to tell you, this this stuff, Governor Cuomo accused of sexual harassment by a former aide. Lindsey Boylan said New York governor constantly sought her out and made inappropriate comments. This is what she's saying in an article at foxnews.com. Now, it's worth noting, as the New York Post does here, that back in 2000 and, oh boy, when was it? 2018, during the Kavanaugh hearings, when Dr. Uh, Dr. Ford came out with her allegations against Brett Kavanaugh, that Governor Cuomo at the time said that Kavanaugh should take a lie detector test. After all, this was the only way to confirm, I guess, according to the logic of Governor Cuomo, the only way to confirm who was telling the truth in this particular instance of he said, she said. So I'm wondering, well, first of all, we're supposed to just believe all women. That's what the left's told us. So I guess by that logic, Governor Cuomo is guilty. But if not, when's he going to take the lie detector test? That's what I want to know. When will he take the lie detector test? Anyway, I got to go. Thanks for listening. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.